Episode 125 of the Morgan Official Course Feed Podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, how are you, my man? Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We we, we have a big show because now, now we're officially in the spooky season. You know, so, <laughs> right? Right? Like, uh, we finally gotten through that weird fall little gap. Yeah, before yeah, that, the good stuff hit. The dump season, but, right? The dump month usually, right? It, yes. it usually happens in September and like in February, kind of March. No, no. Yeah, in February is also a dump month. So we got out of dump month unscathed, luckily, right? We had enough to talk about. Um, right, surprising, yeah. actually. I was super worried about that um, going into the dump month, but uh, we got covered. But um, yeah. Yeah, like now, now is usually the time that, you know, we get these, yeah, like you said, these whack little movies <laughs> you know, that it's like, Oh, well, people are interested in horror anyway. They're going to check out whatever. So, uh, well, I know this is a bad bad transition into it. But uh, so Hocus Pocus 2, the long awaited sequel to Hocus Pocus finally hit Disney Plus. Yes, it did. Um, Yeah. So I checked it out and I was fine with it. Like it's, you know, Hocus Pocus isn't that big of a deal to me. You know, so seeing the second one, I was like, oh, Bette Midler, like, they're, they're clearly having a great time. Like, the central trio as the Sanderson sisters, right? They, they've been trying to make this movie for years. They finally got to do it. And, like, you can tell that they're, like, they've been wanting to do this for years, you know? But, um, but I was curious, Arturo, as to, like, how an actual fan of Hocus Pocus would respond to this. Yeah, um, that's not me, but my wife is definitely a fan. But, uh, <laughs> um, me, like, text, I'm very indifferent to Hocus Pocus. It's, I'm very, very mad about it. It's cool. It's cute. Uh, the kids like it. In terms of part two and the whole, that, and, and that universe, uh, right. she's a big fan of Hocus Pocus, watched it as a kid and all that stuff growing up. Um, so she was very excited. I didn't see it. She she stated uh, very like you know solidly that it was just too long. It, it was too long, and yeah. it felt very unnecessary and for She said, but she did claim that the the trio were good and they did have fun doing it. So yeah, see, because that's what I was thinking. I was also like, man, this movie's gone on for a long time, and like you know when you watch the first one, there's it, the story is so tight. You know, it's like, oh, these witches, you know, in Salem placed a curse that yeah. would make them immortal and come back when yeah. the virgin lit, lights a candle or whatever. And then then they're the villains. Like, they're straight up, like, you know, monsters. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? like, one gripe, though, just uh, that you just reminded me, which speaking of Salem and witches, was the fact that uh, um, she mentioned, um, and I also saw this before I passed out <laughs> through the movie, but uh, they did go in um, a little bit too much in depth, uh, right. in her opinion, with, you know, the origin of the witch and stuff like that they went uh you know into devil stuff and and all this and you know legit salem you know which yeah like (laughs) so uh on her part i totally agree with what she was saying you know it's cool that in this new version they're straight up saying things like hell 
and yeah. Satan and like yeah, that was there in the original one too because they were like killing kids and stuff. Yeah, but like you know, in this one, they straight up come up from hell, which is kind of neat. You know, there's you know, there's no fire and stuff, but you see like the the lines in the ground crack open and like you know what I mean. It it's clear that it's hell. You know, there are some inconsistencies with the first movie because you know Winnie gets turned into a statue at the end yeah, in the does. graveyard and like whatever. I guess thirty years things have changed since 1996 or whatever it was. Forty years or however <laughs> many years it's been. But yeah, like I agree. It's it's a necessary. It's on Disney Plus for anybody who's like wanting to check out Hocus Pocus. But it's check an out hour the- and like forty seven minutes, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Just man. watch the, watch the OG one. You know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, this one <laughs> sure. won't be getting a lot of play, to be honest. It, the people will just watch the first one again. Onto uh, better, ter- uh, onto well, better, more interesting stuff right now. Yeah, in terms of universes, <laughs> yes, and expanding absolutely. stories, and so still Disney too, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is wild. So Ryan Reynolds uh, announced that Deadpool three is officially like in production. It's coming out in 2024, which is like a million years away. But the big thing about it is that Hugh Jackman will be returning as Wolverine. So... What are you thinking about that, Arthur? Um, um, that was a big, like, yeah, big bomb. Me personally, you know? <laughs> like, um, I'm a little confused about it because of everything going on in the universe. Right. Um, I assume right now with a Deadpool, it's gonna be still in its own Deadpool universe. I guess. Yeah, I, um, I would think so too. Yeah. That's a mistake. Honestly, if they wanted to do something a bit more special, I think it would be it would have been cooler of them to introduce him into the actual MCU properly instead of having pretty much you can call him a relic of the past. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, Wolverine is not attached at all to this current uh, Marvel universe yeah. yet. So, so, so you know, I'm thinking, Arthur. So here's here's my big brain galaxy idea for I that. I need to right? hear it, man. Please. So, what if Deadpool? Three is the way X-Men get introduced into the MCU. Like, what if this is the way that they kill off, like, the old X-Men universe? You know what I mean? That they basically... What if this is the send-off to make it a clean, easy break? Because... If there's any character yeah. who can break the fourth wall, who can call attention to the multiverse, and, like, in 2024, that's in between, like, all this, that's whatever's going point. on with Kang, that's and point, that's actually. after Ant-Man, Quantumania. So if there's any character who can look at the screen and be like, what is going on here? Multiverse happening. Oh, oh Logan, I thought he died in his own movie. Or, like, oh... This is Hugh Jackman. Like, he might even say, oh, that's Hugh Jackman as Wolverine or something like that. You know what Mm. I mean? So I'm thinking this could be the way that they bring in, like, clean off all those final little X-Men things. Like, no more Patrick Stewart. No more Hugh Jackman. Like, make this, like, a either that or make him, like, the old man Logan so we can get Laura as Wolverine in, in like, the MCU (sighs) or, like, a new Wolverine. Again. Because... This that's, is why I'm that's confused, Tex. <laughs> yeah, that's my only thing, is that yeah. as much as I like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, I don't want him as Wolverine. He can be Logan, you know, but I don't want, like, I kind of, yes. we've talked about Agreed. this with Justice League, right? Where Agreed. it's like, yeah. I kind of want a blank slate yeah. and just start brand new. I'm honestly surprised that they brought him back in, but if 
he is back in, it could be because of the ramifications of the script, right? Um, right. He's a smart enough, you know, you know, actor um, and fan of his own character to know that, like, if he's coming back, it has to be special, right? Yeah, and also, like, he's friends with Ryan Reynolds, like, they're super, like, you know, and Sean Levy, who's doing the third one. So this this might be that, too. This might be, like, the big friend project that they get to have. Again, in, like, like the, you that's know. cool and all, but, like, we're at a stage now where right? everything <laughs> under the Marvel umbrella means something, right? Right, that's uh, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, this is, if it is what you're saying, this friend project, it's very DC of them to do that, you know, um, which is very, very it's very black against, Adam, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very, <laughs> it's very against the nature of the grain of Marvel. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. To kind of just do this one off, you know, this is why yeah. I'm a little confused about it, but you did make some very salient points where if it is used as this, bridge and transition into the proper mutant verse of the mcu um yeah. because we know that namor is is a mute and we yes. know that um kamala is also a mutant now you know what i mean yeah. so yes. there's a couple there but it'd be cool to kind of you know lift the skirt up on that world because there seems to be like if this is what you mentioned right there's gonna have to be like this big like you know like blanket just revealing all this stuff right Right, um, and be, yeah. and that's the thing too, because it's like I wasn't thinking mutant saga. I was thinking we can have a mutant saga, right? Like after after Secret Wars, after Multiverse Saga is done, that'd be the perfect way to that's, continue it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and like you're saying, Deadpool could be like the the first time that you know, yeah, it might be like a goofy movie or whatever, but it could be like, oh, there's Colossus. Oh, these are characters that also exist in our universe now. So you know, that's the thing. I think. I, I don't really like the Deadpool movies. I'm not going to pretend yeah. like you yeah, know, same. Deadpool not, 3 is exciting either. Cause, I, I like, saw them once and they were cool. I, like, I don't plan to revisit any of them, you know, for never, fun. Never again, yeah. right? And so, but a good way they can use them is like to get us through the multiverse because we're about to go through that. And by 2024, we're already like in the thick of yeah. it. So if you're, if, if it ends up like you're saying as just like a, a side project that has no ties to anything else cool but it would be a waste of hugh jackman coming back Absolutely. it would be a waste Absolutely. of like even pulling that trigger right like yes and oh yeah. we all know that uh his send off in logan um he also deemed it to be like this is a good ending you know what i mean right like yeah. so for him to come back as i mentioned before there must be something he was whispered you know what i mean it's like hey listen yeah. this is you're gonna help usher in the mutant kind of you know, revolution and you're right you know there's no better character to do that with than hugh jackman's wolverine yeah. because and, if yep. that's the thing like this could be his official i guess quote-unquote send-off too you know what i mean yeah so absolutely. absolutely it could be the final stamp on you know his fans want him all the time and so if fans finally get it then i think we can finally move on from him right like you know either say he's doing old man logan stuff out there somewhere maybe we'll get a movie or something someday but like maybe if the movie ends with him going back to his timeline or whatever to die off in logan you know that would be cool too you know there's there's a lot that this movie can do now yeah. that it can break the fourth wall yeah agreed. it's going to be playing with multiverses and agreed. like you have a whole fox universe to play with so i hope I hope that's what they do. You know, I hope they they help figure that sh like stuff out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I am hopeful because if they decide 
to go ahead with the green light, they have a plan, you know? Right. Um, yeah. As mentioned before, it's not DC. Uh, we are dealing with Marvel. That's so. true. It's it's Deadpool within the MCU specifically. Yes, exactly. So even, even if it was going to be like this outside Fox project, it's now officially part of the timeline. So it's going to have to do some MCU timeline stuff. Yes. Know, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, as you mentioned, it could be the the gateway into the whole X-Men thing because um, that Deadpool lives in the same universe um, as, you know, First Class and all that stuff. So yeah. um, well, what better I mean, way than then, you know, in 2024, as you said, it will be in the thick of, uh, of Phase 5 already, you know. Yeah. But uh, speaking of, of – um, Yeah, of, of so phases, before we right? even get to that, right? Like, before like, we even get to Phase 5, we have to end Phase 4, right? Yes. And what and better way up. than – uh, Wakanda Forever um, that that just dropped a new trailer before we went on air. Luckily, um, yeah, like and, hopefully you wow. got your tickets for Black Panther, right? Yes. Like, uh, and it's I, I don't I don't know what you can say, Arturo. I'm thinking we agree that like it it's it's looking great. It's, it's looking huge. Yes, I it's think, looking right? massive. It's looking epic. Um, it's yeah. looking like the proper end to a phase, right? Um, yeah. Because usually the end of the phases before were the Avenger movies, right? So the scale of this thing, man, it's wow. Like um, it's uh, two hours and 44 minutes or something like that, right? Or 47 it's a, minutes. It's it, a long movie. So It's one of the longest, you know. but if we start breaking it down, I mean, you you kind of need the length, right? Because obviously you're going to have to explain the death of um, – of T'Challa, right? Yeah, um, so yeah. that's the thing. Which like, is a big you, part of the trailer. Yes, like they have to explain that and we need the time as an audience, as an MCU to like- To mourn. Officially right? to mourn. Yeah, to right? mourn yeah. and to kind of close out that chapter of uh, of that character, that, that person. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and then to actually open up a new one with what looks to be um, Shuri t- taking over the mantle of the Black Panther, which we had a conversation off air. I'm totally down for that as long as they know how to package her properly, right? Like, it, it, if you just kind of throw her out there right away, it won't work. I think she needs a, um, a good journey throughout this, you know, this long story to kind of to earn that mantle, to want us to want her to be the Panther, you know? I right, because, yes, because it makes a lot of sense because, you know, Shuri has been Black Panther in the comics, et cetera, et cetera. She's, you know, more importantly in the story that we see, she is royalty, mm-hmm. you know? She's the, she would be the next in line. Absolutely. So, so like, it would make a lot of sense for her to don the suit, but as, like, you know, there has to be a, a reckoning of that whole, like, needing to fill that shoe, like, needing to fill her brother's place and so that that's what you're saying like part of the length of this movie should be used towards making her officially black panther like worthy of the black panther you know what i mean because like um in fairness to shuri and you know and that character we knew off the bat that takala t'challa coming in automatically was black panther so we just gave respect off the bat you know what i mean we're like oh no this is this is black but panther. then also yeah also to that point he had to earn it in his movie too like this the whole true. thing with great the whole point. thing with yep. michael b jordan's killmonger yes. was that that's know, a great he point was ch- he was challenged yeah. and he lost you know so that was the whole thing of like t'challa did actually need to earn that place as king mm-hmm. because he was also dealing with the death of his father so it's like in a weird way Unfortunately, like as as Bozeman's passing, like it does kind of fall in line with Black Panther's lore in general. You yeah. know, like Black Panther's always been dealing with death and moving on and 
you know, what the weight of history means. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, now we have Namor in there who, you know, who is a full on mutant. Yeah. He's got like the, the wing feet, mm-hmm. you know, so like. So you're um, going to need time to explain all that stuff, right? Explain yeah, because that's people. a whole. Dude. That's a whole, a whole other, other species. <laughs> that's a whole other society, you know? And then uh, on top of Namord and all his his people, right? You got to uh, – we have the introduction of Riri Williams, right, which is yes. Ironheart, right? So we're going to need that story and that explanation because I personally don't know enough about it to be like, oh, that's Riri, you know? You know what I mean? Like yeah, I just like, know because, oh, the, the trailer and the obvious Ironheart kind of uh, kind of a, a symbology there. But the length is warranted. Uh, honestly, like um, this is the first movie in a while from Marvel that um, – I can understand that length fully um, because if, if we go back to Endgame, Infinity War, you know, you can chop that up a little bit and edit it down to be a little shorter. Uh, but this one, just because of everything that, that has to be kind of and, explained and everything. You know? And Arturo, this is only the stuff we know going in. Yes. Right? Great this point. This is just like great from point, what man. the trailer is showing. Because yep. like Faye did make a point to note that this is the end of the phase. So – is this going to feel like the end of the phase or is it going to be like, like, what was it? Far from home where it was just the last movie in the schedule, you know, yeah, like yeah. Spider-Man was just, it didn't feel like an epilogue to Endgame or whatever. It just felt like a movie that was there. So like, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see honestly, man, like if uh, you guys out there are fans of, uh, of comic books, you guys know, and Mr. Namort himself, um, uh, he deals in uh, a lot with the Baxters. Yeah, so, there's, um, there's a lot of yeah. like, connections, right? Yeah, like, so there's, maybe there's we, that. we might see some Fantastic Four action I going mean, on because you, the four also deal a lot with the mutant stuff, right? Dude, Along with the Quantum Zone business, right? There's a very famous mutant who's had ties with Wakanda in the comics who we just talked about how we could just start getting mutants and yeah. what better way to, you know, like imagine a post credit scene where you see like thunderclouds forming and Listen, stuff like that. You um, know? Like, man, so <laughs> much like your mind as I'm a comic book fan. You know what I mean? And you guys know right. that, you know, Texas is a comic book fan. I know you guys out there, a lot of you guys who are listening for sure are fans of, um, of heroes and action and, uh, and DC and Marvel and stuff like that. And if you know, all these characters that we haven't seen yet, your mind's going like, oh my God, what is there? You know what I mean? And you know because, what? because, you know, there's a big villain who deals a lot with Wakanda as well. That, yeah, that also so, deals with the Baxters on a regular basis. Mr. Victor Von Doom, you know what I mean? So, and, 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 like, the problem with that is, like, you know, we're trying not to get too up in there. Because yes. if we don't get it, I don't want to be like, oh, well, we should have got this or whatever. But, like, that's a lot of runtime for the movie. It is. And, like, is. even, you know, you got, like, an hour to more in T'Challa. You know, you got, like, you know, an hour for Namor. But there's, like, that's a, there's still a solid, like, 30-40 minute battle. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, there could be something else here, there could be not, but if not, uh, like, what we know about it already is already exciting, and I can't, you know, I'm, I'm pumped, dude, I'm, I, um, it's, it's Marvel's I'm, last yeah. big movie of the year, so... I'm let's, very let's... pumped, um, and we, we saw a little bit of the of the history of Namor, like, like starting to come out in that trailer, when, um, um mm-hmm. what's, his, what's his guy's name... The other dude, uh, the other guy who, who fought T'Challa in the first Black Panther, the other like tribe oh, leader. Oh, Mbaku? Yes, Mbaku. Yeah. yeah. Like Mbaku, yeah. like he was like, oh, this is uh, 
Um, they call him um, Tex. What? What do they call him? Uh, uh, I didn't catch the name, but he's basically like the serpent guy. Yes, you know, yes. So I'm like, like, oh man, I'm going like awesome into that like uh, that lore and that history. So I'm very excited to see more of that. I mean, um, let's let's do it, bud. Let's let's go. Let's I got my go. ticket, man. I got my <laughs> ticket, so I know I'll definitely be there, man. Yeah, I hope you guys yeah, got tune, your tickets too. Yeah, tune back in after that movie pops out. We'll we'll definitely have that review ready to go. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, yeah, unfortunately, folks. Um, <laughs> as we continue the, we, the spooky yeah. season, we're bringing you guys a bunch of double features. And again, for our uh, double feature presentation for this week, folks, we got the good one and we got... Well, you know what? Well, is that a really good one? I was going to say, like, unfortunately, uh, like, in terms of what we have this week. Yeah. Let's start off with the really bad one, though, first, right? Before we get into a a debate about some, uh, you know, a decent flick. Rob Zombie's The Monsters. I've said it before, folks. I'll say it again. <laughs> um, I said it in the review that I put. I posted up after I saw this thing. Is what a waste of time. Um, <laughs> honestly, what a waste of time. Like I, to be straight, forward, and frank with all you, you guys, I tapped out after an hour. Oh, wow. I I couldn't finish that movie. Um, I thought I gave it enough time for it to kind of you know uh, play to my senses. You know what I mean? Um, right. E- enough to get me in because one thing I. Do have to say that it like visually it was cool. Uh, visually, um, the colors are very like Rob Zombie, very theme yeah. park, very attraction stuff, I agree. And, and that was cool. And I'm like, huh, this could live in, in a different space, and I'd like accept it. You know, like maybe yeah, like, it uh, would be like good that- as an episodic TV show, like yes. you know, like yes. the actual show itself was. But um, it was too much. I'm not a fan of campy stuff or B-movie stuff like that, but this is like, man, like, it was, like, I... It's a shame because, like I said, like the the costumes and and the and the time and the effort and put like the, into the, the looks, the color, yes, right? like, like the, yes. the time and effort put into the into the practical makeup because Rob Zombie does a lot of practical stuff into the mm-hmm. actual look itself into the vibe. Like it's a shame, it's a real big shame that like the actors couldn't really do their thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't it wasn't good text. It's hard to describe because. There's effort there, but then, like, it's like, why are you wasting all that effort on these people? You know, like, at least to save this for, like, you know, I don't know, something else, man. I know you um, were a little bit more forgiving than I was, but I honestly thought that along with the acting, it was very unnecessary. Like, dude, like... I can just go back and watch the you know the monsters on TV Land and I'll I'll be well, fine. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm I'm not going to pretend like the TV show is great either. No, like, it's of not. its of its time, 1960s, you know, go- goofy stuff. So my my thing is like I I am I am more forgiving of camp. I do like camp. I I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna seek it out. I'm not gonna seek out goofy, you know, goofy horror just cause. But with this, I didn't like it. I'm not gonna say that either. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pretend like I liked it. But I liked some things about it, like more so than like the Technicolor stuff. I like the 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 Rob Zombie techniques that he does. You know, like the close-ups with the like the different background. You yeah. know, you know how they how he has the still person, but like the um, the moving background. Yeah. So he does that here with like you know with the the monsters effects like the spinning spirals and stuff like that and yeah like, it, it's very it, old it school techniques too yeah yes yeah. so like when he does those things it works here it's like okay I get 
you know, I get your vision for this new version of it, you know, and I do like uh, the the dude who plays Herman Munster. I forget this guy's been with him in like a bunch of his stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's it, it's one of his uh, regulars. Yeah, so I do like his Herman Munster. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm like I don't know if it was like uh if it was the like the fact that I was sitting there so long that eventually it just kind of wore me down. You're like, like fuck Stockholm. it. Let me just, like, <laughs> yeah, let me I, just I, give in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's like Stockholm syndrome effect or anything like that, but like some of like his his deadpan gags did kind of like I'm like you know what I I, I was kind of charmed. I was like okay, uh, I, is- I guess Lily you know has was right about him. I guess right. <laughs> yeah, but that's the other thing is that everybody else is terrible. Oh like, my god, tell like, me about it, so, dude. He keeps putting his wife in these things. And I'm like, I get it. You know, you're a wife guy. You love your wife. And, you know, cool. Like, I'm glad that you two get to have all these creative endeavors together. But keep and, it to like, yourselves. Having... You know what I mean? Like, I, that's exactly. I gotta see this shit all the fucking time, dude. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's annoying. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's yeah. annoying, Tets. It gets fucking annoying because it's always to the detriment of the movie, right? Like, yeah, because she, she's not good and she never really gets better. No, you know? like, she was only used as baby because just her, I think that's just how she is in real life, I guess, right? Because, like, <laughs> that's the only character she was able to portray that felt right you know what i mean was that character in devil's rejects and that whole right. trilogy that honestly should have stopped after rejects but go back to the art crash for that one folks and but um, it's yeah and it's a shame because lily holds like lily's an anchor for so dude, much of this she, movie. dude like she's the movie like it's about her finding yeah. love and getting yeah. married and, and doing all this stuff and oh my god God, she's not good, Tex. Like, like again, it's um, it boils down to the people you waste all this effort on, right? And he always kind of just throws her on, you know, there. But this time, like, she's super prominent. And we spoke about this when we first saw the trailer, and we were like, wait a minute, this is not good to focus her, <laughs> to focus that much on her. Um, right. and we see why. Like, she's not a good actress. Like, she's it comes off as very just like stale, very. Like, even when she's trying to be Lily from back in the day, it's like, no, you're not good at acting. Yeah. <laughs> what, what sucks is that, like, I'm, I'm, like, I want to defend this movie because, like I said, I, I watched the entire thing. I'm like you, I did see how it ended. And, like, I did, you know, and it does eventually tie back into the show because it is, you know, it's set to be a prequel. Like it's a prequel about how they, they met and eventually better, got into the house. Better stay as just a one movie. <laughs> well, I think so. Like the thing is it leads into the opening of the, of the show itself. Yeah. And like, I do like the final gag of, of, you know, uh, spoilers for the monsters. Uh, you know, if you're going to check it out, uh, I guess still, despite us saying you're good without it, like it's, a, it's a stay away from it. I'll just yeah, say you, that straight up. Like, you'll live without you it. Know, trust me. Unless you're like a die hard Rob Zombie fan and want to see like his take on like a G rated kind of thing. Good luck. But, you know, so, you know, the ending, you know, they, they find out that they moved around humans when the, the, like, when they moved there initially, it was Halloween and they thought it was like another, like a ghoul place, like Transylvania, you know? So, but when they figure out it's humans, they start reacting as such and they start going, oh, everyone's so ugly. You know what, though, Tex? Like, this whole thing for me is just, I have to apologize to you guys because I think I have a biased, ingrained, I'm an Adams family guy. I'm just going to put it out. And as 
a kid growing up and stuff like that, you know, on TV, you had the option of kind of both. You know, you still kind of do on TV land. So me personally, I I never liked the Munsters. I always thought they were just trying to be the Adams Family. I believe that they came after the original Adams Family comics too, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Adams Family came first in terms of story and comic. The Munsters came after. And it, it, it was it was too similar for me, honestly. And I was I was I was out of it. I was out of it. And I gave it a chance. You know, I, I gave this one a chance. But like I said before, it was long and I gave it an hour and the hour didn't really satisfy my taste. But like it's it's like Tex was saying, like there are some things in it that that a fan of Rob Zombie or a fan of of the monsters um, of the monsters would would and will appreciate. Um, I'm not a fan of the monsters. I am a fan of zombie, but he has, um, he's, uh, he shat on me way too many times, folks, be honest with you. But, um, uh, there are some redeeming qualities in this thing that, um, come mainly because of zombie knowing how to do his job, you know, to a good level. You know what I mean? I can't say, I can't say he knows how to do his job. Great. Cause if you go back to the archives, folks, we know that Rob zombie has definitely, um, had some stumbles along the way. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, that that's why I'm, I don't want to like, the thing is it's, it's weird. Cause I don't want to bash it because like, no, I, it's okay. Let me, let me bash it. All right. You can bash it. it. Like in my, in my review of this, like in my half of the review, yeah. it, it is a stay away from it, but I am going to say, like I said, unless, you know, if you are, if you do want to see how he tackles this new kind of format, like it's t- it, like, it's a whole new kind of thing for him. You know, yeah. like he, he uses his technicolor, his classic old techniques to like do this new yeah, kind of G rated kind yeah, of story. Um, and like, it, you're right. Cause it, it does remind me of like one of his music videos from back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, and there are, you know, he still has the same problems that he always has. There are big detours. There are like his wife is, a, is an obstacle. Yeah. There are like extended musical sequences that it's like, okay, here's, oh my you know, God, here's classic zombie. Jesus you know, Christ. Like, man, yeah. it, 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 there's like a sunny and share kind of you know homage and it's like okay i get it you're being campy sometimes like like i said sometimes it works for me and i'm like i that's why i'm like i can't completely trash it but i will say there are better uses of your time like, it's, <laughs> it's, it. yeah like it's a long like that's the thing too it's a long movie yeah man and like and, you know, thinking about it, if it was like a 20 minute, you know, episode series kind of thing, I think it would have worked a lot better. But at the same time, that's a long investment, too. It's, it's a long know? investment. And if a main, if your main character sucks, I mean, come on, Sherry Moon Zombie, like I liked you as as baby and the rejects and all that stuff. But let's be serious, people. Let's be real. There comes a time in life where you must understand your place right and yeah and you must know your capabilities like if you know that like you're not that great i'd be like hey rob you know what okay uh, can i just take a backseat on this one can you put me in, like a supporting character or something um find somebody else to do this <laughs> that has a little bit more skill but that, the, the, that's the problem with you know their working relationship Dude. Like, it's that they'll never tell each other you know whether or not they're good or bad because they see each other as like the best thing ever and like there's like I said there's nothing inherently wrong with that of like you know I'm glad they're enjoying their time I'm glad they're having this creative thing together but at the same time 
keep it's it not to something I want to keep sitting. Keep it through. to yourself. Keep it behind yes. closed doors, please, because all your attempts at working together and having her as the main character have legit been a detriment to like all your all yeah. your projects. Like, and it's it's a shame too, because like this is yet another Rob Zombie movie that really didn't need to happen. That's basically all of Rob Zombie's career, right? It's like the, they're movies that he just makes that they kind of exist. You know, maybe, maybe outside of like, maybe like Halloween might be the outlier, but like it's, it's sort of Which like one, his part one or two, because like, you well, know, there's issues with both of them. And no, no, but I mean, like the fact that they just kind of get made that he just keeps making movies, you know? So like Halloween might have been the outlier because he actually got like money for it and like, you know, like the, like the, he got enough money to do a sequel. It wasn't even like, like, and then on top of that, like, you know. He does it. It was dirt, a big brand. Right? It was it yeah, it was a big brand. But no, like, but what I'm saying is that like unfortunately the monsters, you know, it's not something people ask for. It's not something people will ever ask for, and nor will they seek out. And that's the zombie's career in a nutshell. You know, there, God, there are movies Tech, that he, so right. he there are movies he just makes that like people, you know, he's got his fans who will watch it. You know, Monsters is probably like his widest distribution since Halloween. Like you know, because it is yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, I think you're it's right like, about that. It's, yeah, it's in the it's in the Netflix top ten. People are watching it because it's there. It's the monsters. It's a brand. You know, it, it's not the most notable brand anymore, but it's a brand nonetheless. So this is you know a high profile thing that nobody asked for that he just kind of made you know with whatever little budget he had and like. He's just going to keep doing it. You know, th- these, whatever he does next is just going to be a low budget movie that he just kind of makes, you know, with whatever little um, money he has. And like, unfortunately, as a whole, like I said, my main point of all this saying all of this is that this is just going to be another one of those. This is just going to be another one of the movies that you kind of just saw and you, you know, you're, you're done with it. You don't need to, you know, then you'll see whatever Rob Zombie comes out with next. Cause unfortunately we're, you know, he's got Will us I? like that. You know? Like, <laughs> yes, it's... we, we're, we're going to have to for the morgue, buddy. Like we're going <laughs> to, how many times is he going to do this to me, Tex? <laughs> as many times as he wants to. I was That's like, what I'm saying. Uh, he's I'm, just going to keep I'm, making I'm them. a big zombie, um, apologist. And, um, like, and even then, right? And like, even then, <laughs> like, like I have my limits. Right. Folks, did you see freaking what was it? Uh, Three from Hell. Yeah. Go and, go and, all and the way back. Go, folks. All the after, way back. Oh my God, he just all the way like, back in our archives. Go. All go the goodwill he did with Devil's Rejects <laughs> was completely obliterated with Three from Hell and uh, and Thirty One. Anyways, folks. I know. Um, let's let's move on. Like, yeah. Need to stay like, away go from watch it. Monsters like, um, on Netflix. If you have the time, if you want to, it's there for you guys. I don't recommend it. Tex also says stay away from it. Zombie, I'll see you in a couple of years. I know you got yeah, something. Yeah, we'll see whatever you're – we'll see 32. Uh, we'll see uh, – you know, like whatever. Don't you put that even on me, Tex. Don't you put that <laughs> even on me, all right? Whatever movie he wants to do next, he's oh just going to do it. Oh, my God. Speaking of putting evil on people, um, our next uh, film and our uh, headliner of this uh, double feature presentation is uh, Smile. This one came out of nowhere because i saw a quick a quick little teaser right yeah um, over the big, summer you know uh, like i i do have to unfortunately say before all of these is that i am an employee of paramount and these opinions are of my own as a paramount not, movie i totally even forgot yeah it's, it's <laughs> paramount pictures big like new horror thing and like yeah you know 
So, you know, it's a big original thing that, you know, like you were saying, we saw the teasers and were interested, like, we were, like, kind of both off the bat going, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, and Let's then, hope uh, it doesn't turn into... <laughs> yes, and the days leading up to the release, they also had a very strong marketing campaign uh, putting um, just random people wearing, like, a neon green uh, shirt that said Smile on it, like, right behind home plate on a bunch of baseball games. And all they yeah, did they were, was they were just smile smiling. at the camera. Yeah. And that was yeah. just brilliant. That's super smart. I haven't seen that tactic in a long time, but the gimmick, I guess, kind of just just makes it kind of uh, work, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. you know, and that's the thing. Like, that was fun. Though. I guess, yeah, like getting into it already, right? Yep. Like just jumping into the review. Uh, a spoiler free. Uh, my, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a wait for it. Yeah. Like in my, you know, just without getting into the like the real meat of why i don't think the the viral marketing really met the movie you know like i think the viral marketing made it seem like a much fiercer movie than the one we got you know like a much more interesting That's movie a great point. like like interesting is probably the wrong word but we'll get into it like it's it doesn't really match and when you're seeing the final product it's like oh this was fine this was solid but you know, it's it's still like a uh, wait to see when it comes out on like Paramount Plus yeah, or something. Yeah, you know? I I agree with you. It is a wait for it. And Tex put it great. I, I didn't even put two and two together there. He's right. The marketing we got for that and uh, the way the marketing and the image was so was so public, right, and so wide, mm -hmm. especially being in a baseball game of that caliber too. It was a Mets game, I and mean, we know they're going for the you know the playoffs and all that stuff. So everyone was everyone saw it. A lot of people saw it. Announcers did a great job of pointing it out. The cameramen did a great job of, of focusing on them. I believe right. it had to be a partnership because yeah, you know, obviously, of course, yeah. Um, so, but yes, um, the marketing was scarier than the actual movie. It was creepier than the movie itself. Yeah. Um, and like, now, and full spoiler yes, alert. Full, um, full spoiler yeah, alert for um, Smile. Uh, yeah. The, Go check it out if yeah, you're interested. Yeah, right? the, like, the real life marketing smile tactics that they pulled for their ad campaign was honestly better done than what we got, right? Because essentially, this movie is um, what it's like. An it follows Jace, right? Yeah, it's it's it follows, but with trauma. Yes. So you know, full you know, full spoilers from here on out. Uh, go go check it out if you're still interested. Uh, maybe you are because it's the first big horror movie of the season. You know, and that's generally like like we Arturo said in the beginning, dumping ground. But like, it's a more artsy movie than probably, and like I didn't really expect going in. You know, yes, agreed. It's, it's a lot more heady. Of a concept, yeah. Yes, um, I wholeheartedly agree. The filmmaking was pretty good. Um, it was pretty solid in terms of the film tactics they used, right. like the shots and the cinematography stuff. It was long-winded. Speaking of filmmaking, um, yeah, like we just talked about, yeah, how it was like... long-winded, <laughs> dude. Um, again, the movie itself is an hour and forty-four, right? Just shy. Yeah, of two, like what is going on which with is that? Like, we just why. We, you don't we just talked about one. Hocus Pocus. We talked about Rob Zombie's monsters, and now Smile. Where our big complaint, yeah. uniting all three, is that, yo, why is this so long? It's You're not Wakanda forever. Like, unnecessarily to <laughs> long too. Yeah. Because um, yeah. by the time you get to the real thick of it all, it's like you're an hour into the movie already. Like it's it's the pacing is is rough, but um, it's weird. Like it's it's really laid out weirdly because there are there are detours with like fantasy sections of yes. like these these nightmares that mm -hmm. she has. 
but it's like they're played out like real scenes. So, you know, when you see it in the movie, you're like, oh, okay, you know, and then you see the thing happening. And when it happens the first time, it's a cool little swerve, right? It's a cool like, oh, she was just dreaming. This is all the whatever the monster is. Yeah, but, but then, then it happens when it keeps and then again. when it keeps happening, <laughs> and it keeps happening, and you're like, oh, like it, it's almost like it breaks the flow of the movie, right? Like, yeah, and and it, it's funny because yeah. those dream sequences were like the splash moments, like you would see in a comic book page, right? The splash, page. yes, like oh, let's, yes, look what we can do. Here you go, have this, and it's always like, oh no, no, this is not real, and that yeah, can, it's your it's your big horror scare, right? Yes, exactly, and, and as you mentioned, it just continues throughout the movie the same kind of style up until the very end, too, right? Where yes. you, you think this is happening but then this is happening because of uh of the time thing that happens with what she's going through so pretty much as we mentioned it is like it follows but with trauma so pretty much the whole the whole gist of everything is which i thought was honestly pretty cool um yeah the opening um, scene right like the the opening itself is probably it's the best introduction to the movie and unfortunately it's the best scene in the first the movie. kill right yeah like yeah the, the from whole, end to like, end the one uh, the one with the uh, a slit throat and yes you get a little peek in the trailer but then um i i was really like down um for the whole thing which is why i was a little disappointed at the end of the day because they just stayed with it right they didn't cut away which i thought was awesome and they do they, this so they notably did to show off uh, what's her name's face, uh, Sozie Bacon, who yes. was related to Kevin Bacon, which is oh, funny. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, so you know they do show her in shock for a second, yes. but then then they go back to make sure that it's like no, we're we're yes. getting the whole thing exactly, yeah. exactly, and uh, and you get a lot of those throughout the movie. You get a lot of tracking shots in the movie as well, with her just kind of experiencing something um, while you're in the moment. Uh, it happens a lot, like when she's walking around the hospital, right? It happens when, like, uh, for instance, she's walking in um in one of these dream sequences, right, in the hospital, and she's the guy smiling, and then she goes in, and all this stuff happens. But um, there are some, like we said, there are some cool film techniques and some cool shots they had, like I mentioned as well. That first kill and that introduction to our issue is really the top of the mountain in terms of w- what this movie will give you. Uh, it's it's downhill from there, unfortunately. Yeah, like it's everything before the title card. Like even the title card's kind of cool. Like it's it's nostalgic in that it like it keeps flashing. You know, yes, so, yeah, they had that so little like, red thing. I was like, oh, I'm down. But yeah. then it was uh, right downhill. From yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, we're down, yeah. but we're never up. Yep, yep, you know? yep, so yep. so like. It's that's what we're getting at here, because it's like, you know, you get introduced to the movie, you get introduced to the concept, you know, um, the first actress who has the what we find out is like a curse monster thing that follows. Yeah. You know, and like the first actress who has it is incredible. Yes. Like she she gets a lot of close up shots when, you know, and she's like, you know, you're really feeling it. And, you know. I was like, wow, I was really invested, you know, and then, you know, the first kill happens, like you said, and then, then it stops, like kills stop happening because it, then it turns into, it follows. Yeah, because now she's inflicted with it. And once the person's inflicted with it, it focuses on that person. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, So just to to continue with what Tex was saying with the it follows thing, the way this thing passes along is by um, seeing a suicide, which is, which I think is. It's pretty hard, or it's pretty brutal, right? Yeah, there. like yeah. it's it, that's it's such like a it's a cool idea. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like I give credit, I give Smile a lot of credit for all the stuff it does well. Like all the like the camera tricks, the music's cool. Like it, it's got a good setup. 
It's got a good original idea. Like, yeah, it follows, but like, it this follows is, with trauma is original. You know, smile so, is like, better than it follows. Overall, honestly, like, smile is better than it follows. <laughs> That's a conversation for like, well, I'll, I'll have to rewatch It Follows again, but I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I liked It Follows a lot either. It's like, but when you're comparing Micah Monroe to, you know, Sozie Bacon, it's it's tough. Um, it's, but then you got to watch like, It Follows again, maybe. Um, yeah. Like, again, like yeah. I'm not comparing the performances because like, uh, uh, you know, both have good performances because uh, Asozi was good. Right. She kept us in the movie throughout the whole fucking slog of it all. Right. The, yeah. Because of her downward like, spiral. Yeah. Um, like she that's yeah. Because I think in terms of like main lead, it's probably a more compelling lead than yeah. it follows. Yeah. You know, and it does make it follows look worse in a lot of ways. It follows like, also. Yeah was very support driven uh, because Micah Monroe had her friends around her pretty much the entire time. So she had a lot of people to play off of and she was constantly being kind of followed. (laughs) You know what I mean? So she had a lot of things to play with, um, a a lot of environmental things, her running away and and, and looking worried. You know, and it was a a less defined monster. So in Smile, you know, you you get the whole thing of like Sozie Bacon trying to figure out exactly what the thing is. And, like, it's such a cool concept of, you know, the trauma inflicting, because you're right. Like, it's such a horror movie thing. Yeah. Like, the fact that it's, like, the fact that this monster, and it's an actual monster, so thank thank Jeebus that it's, like, an actual thing, because... I was so worried, Arturo, right? Like, we I were. don't know if you got... We were. Yeah, right? We you were had so the worried. same fear. Because we were like, like, I think we said it on the cast, too. We were like, mm, I get a lot of Lights Out vibes from this one, right? Yeah, because of the way it was, uh, it was going there. Yeah, because Lights Out, uh, we never got to review it for this show because it's Probably way before thing. way before our time. Would have been so, very, like, negative. very negative. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a big, yeah, we're, we're going to keep bashing Lights Out forever. That's our go-to for now on. Yeah, that's it's a like, bar. That one set a bar um, in terms of villains, right? That, yeah, because like, hey, it's cool it, concepts. Yeah. Cool opening it, it, kill, it, it, right? The, like, If you reach a Lights Out bar of explaining this villain, you're done for. Because yeah. Lights Out, just to give a quick recap for you guys out there, because we got some time. So Lights Out. <laughs> out guys it explained this monster as being this little girl who had some kind of disease or something and you know she was in some hospital and then it just completely yeah. like destroyed this very like paranormal thing that honestly was fucking freaky you know what i mean it, it was it was such a cool idea because yes. like it, it was only attacked at night it was a monster we like the first kill and the lights like, on left, and off thing was such a good gimmick yeah, man like the, the first kill left a guy in like a pile of meat you know even though yes. you know no gore but like the fact that you know it was like oh yes. whoa this is a thing like it's an actual monster and then we get the explanation <sighs> and that's why we always use it as a like you said it's yeah. why we always use it of like a bar a measure of disappointment it's a of, shitty like, cool. standard right there you know yes, it's a, a shitty standard. A, <laughs> but luckily smile avoids that because you know the more we get about the monster yeah. there's no like there's no origin there's no like you know as as much as the people figure out in the movie, oh, it's a curse that passes on from person to person. And the only way to avoid that is by killing someone else, yes. which is a cool twist on it. That's like, awesome. It's, very, it's awesome, it's, man. It's a very cool twist because you're basically doomed either way. Yes. And, and then when she discovers that, that's when the movie picks up again, right? Because yes. you're like, 
oh shit, now what is she gonna have to do to pass this on? Honestly, that is when I sat back up in the theater because it was just like so just a plateau. It was very just going through the yeah, motions, cause, right? Yes, because before yes. that, you know, we've seen downward spirals before. We've seen it done better in like The Invisible Man and Watcher so, recently. So Watcher, so go go check out our Watcher episode where we gave it an, a, an Editor's Choice Award that we invented for that movie. <laughs> yeah. But like, we, we got the dynamic of like the husband, like the husbands are changing now of like, you know, they inherently believe the person they married because of course right yeah the so man it's is like, being they're written more sensitive than in the past which is realistic because we as men we are sensitive people as well we we hurt we feel you know what i mean yeah. um, and you so, know they yeah. have limits too you know exactly. and like as we saw on watcher he reached a limit before he's like okay he's like all right you're and crazy like, <laughs> yeah but in, in smile it's just a trains automatically like yo you you're crazy you're because your mom was crazy a train your whole family crazy all that stuff and it, he's bad in this yeah, dude. dude like he's so, like i'm like what happened to you a train you're a good actor what he, happened to he, that he's gonna be a train for life baby he's gonna be on, yeah. that, on, on that concert get legit <laughs> yo like you're gonna have to dude you, now you can at least you can say you were in smile you know if smile takes off you can say that too so but no like that's part of the thing like it unfortunately became such a slog because it's just Sozie Bay we're just watching like her downward spiral right like yeah. we're just we spend a whole like hour with it and then finally the actual conflict of the movie kicks in of like I either have to kill or die yeah and like you said this is when we sat up like that's also when I was yeah. like okay here we go we got something you know, I guess getting to the climax of the movie, the that was the one time the detours really worked for me. Like the whole like, you know, yes. she thinks she yes. escapes and then it re she realizes all just like a that hallucination. Was, that was yeah. super well done. Honestly, it felt very familiar. That whole concept right there at the end of her thinking she's done, but she isn't. It felt very familiar. I can't pinpoint where exactly I saw a sequence like that, but it was in recent memory. But um, it was very well done um, in comparison to what we saw throughout the movie. Because as you mentioned, like we had to sit through her going through that breakdown and going through that birthday party. It was super cringe and awkward. And we knew yeah, something then, was going to happen. And it's like, oh my God. So, so And then getting, everybody telling her she's crazy oh for the whole God, movie. Yeah. And it's like, there's only so much of that we could take, right? And, 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 like, and also like, it's annoying because it's like, hey, she's a doctor. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. You know, yes. like she's a doctor. She's a medical professional who even her own doctor said, we're not going to self-diagnose ourselves because you're going to be overreacting, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's like, hey, like, especially um, A-Train. I don't know what he does for a living, um, but like, you know, dude, like you're an idiot. And then and that too, like the whole thing is they don't face consequences either for not believing it. Oh like God, that's that's did. the issue of like. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil Watcher, so I was going to try and be like, well, at least, in, but in like, in Invisible Man, right? Mm -hmm. So, Invisible Man, her sister doesn't believe her, and then spoiler alert. And what happens they, to her sister? Yeah, she faces the consequences. She gets got, big time, in yeah, the restaurant so, from everybody. Oh, man, yeah, what a good and scene. Smile, and it, it doesn't happen in Smile. You don't get that horror, you don't get that really horror movie punishment. Yeah, you, know? you don't get so, the bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And that's lacking through the whole thing, too, because unfortunately, because the focus is so on Sozie Bacon now that she has the curse, there's no other kills. 
like there's no other big deaths outside of ones that happen off screen yeah. that we find out about or it's like and the kills we do get are like imaginary yeah and um even, let's, and let's even then let's dwell right? on that a little bit text of kills um okay another issue that i think this one faced after the first kill was the cgi of the kills and of the violence right. itself they definitely like dwindled because the first one was all practical. Like it was shot there. The, the blood was practical. You know, it was it was all there. It was done. Like when she saw her throat, you saw everything come out. It was fucking awesome. This is why I thought I was in for a really solid flick. Yeah, um, yeah. But then everything we get from there up until the demon, I'll get to that in a second, but everything we get up until the demon is very CGI. There's one scene in particular, one of her dreams, which I wish was practical, was when she stabbed the guy a bunch of times. Oh, when she was dreaming in her car about um, after she she found out that she had to kill to pass it on. Right. Because to pass it on, the kill had to be so brutal that um, it, it passes on. That, that was a thing. You couldn't just shoot somebody. Yeah, you have to. You had to. You had to kill in front of a witness. Yeah, it had to be so brutal that they had to be traumatized. Yes, by which it. which was like wow, this it's is such great. a cool idea, right? right? Dude. Yes. yes, yes. But they 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 didn't know how to handle such a concept. It was it, it was too big for their imagination, and it, it fell flat. Unfortunately, like I was saying, they used a CGI in this one scene, which could have been super elevated by just some practical stuff. And I think it could have been done within budget too. You know, um, it was just her just stabbing the hell out of somebody's chest. You know, I'm like, yeah, why do we need CGI then, for that, man? And then like you know, and then you have uh, what's his name. Cal Penn. Uh, so he he like reacts and he like yeah and he peels his, his face, face off. off. That could have been practical as well, man. Yeah, Kumar too. Cool. He sucked in the movie, man. Jesus yeah, Christ, another that's, you know, detriment. That's the issue too, because Sozie Bacon's like the only good actress. Yes, in Smile. Her, her and the other two crazy people. The first death chick, right? Right. A- and yes. that dude, um, right. who who was always a patient in there, like the like that's the wild part of this movie like those three actors the people who are inflicted uh, like they are the ones that help this movie through the support is a huge detriment to them and it sucks yeah. that they have shitty support because yeah it it sucks for them you because spend, they you spend you spend so out. much time with the support too uh, like and that's that's part of like with what the makes sister oh like, uh, yeah, and her husband i'm like dude yeah, it, oh my god so it so makes cool. it feel like such a long movie because yeah, then yeah. then you have like her cop friend who's also like her ex or something like that and it sucks that he's the only one that believes in her but he ends up getting the punishment at the end yes which the dude was so- micro napping and fucking in the remake of of uh of a Nightmare on Elm Street member, he's like, yeah, these are called micro naps, man. <laughs> and so, and so that you know, it's so funny because like the the hallucination thing made me think of the micro naps because like when she, you know, when she uh, when she exits the door and finds out that she's still in the house is a yes! big deal. And like yes! I'm like, oh, micro naps, great point. So, but great but point. like you know, so getting into the like the you know, we'll close out this conversation with like the the actual monster itself. I'm so glad it turned out to be a monster. The the elongated version of her mother was kind of whack at first, but when it when it reveals its face and it's got like the twenty jaws, yeah, yeah, and, and like, uh, yeah, and, and again, it had some other moments like when she first got the you know the curse, the infliction, or whatever it is by the demon. Mm-hmm. There was this moment in her kitchen with a really cool jump scare there, right? Oh yeah, um, where it's like they, in the like in the dark. Yeah, all you see is like a they, thing, and yeah. they, you see they have some good uh, some good concepts, but they never kind of followed through with that. But yes, the monster. Um, again, I wish there was some more practical effects with it, but I wasn't mad at it. 
because of the kind of monster it was. I'm like, eh, it was probably just easier CGI, you know? Yeah. Um, because and, and like yeah. they they made uh, they made up for it by like kind of making it a little gruesome the way it enters somebody else. Yes, like, it's dude, like, it's that like was so unexpected, her- so yeah. unexpected, so fucking awesome. Um, so after like, a text said, first there's this huge face peel again, right? And then yeah. after the face peel, these like jaws just come down all smiling at you right and then it, it goes to this wide shot and you see this like what is it like this resident evil like a demogorgon type looking yeah, demon thing just like open yeah. the mouth up and just getting in there dude it was great i'm like okay all right let's let's finish strong here guys you know so um but then like again like it goes after that it goes to the whole back and forth thing which um actually was done well and then it ends up tricking her ex because she told she she had locked herself in her old house and stuff like that to make sure no one got in because she knew the deal she was like yo i have to kill myself pretty much so this thing doesn't pass to anyone else right so um so she gets tricked by the demon and the demon manages to unlock everything and pretend it's her right and bring in the fucking the boyfriend which then witnesses her like just self-emulating self-emulating yeah Yeah, and again good shit well, like I think I like, wish the they would have showed her though, like St. Mars, yes. right? So you see that's what I was, I'm Arturo, show it. That's exactly what I was gonna say, Arturo. Yes. I was like, oh my I'm like, it's a so uh, like it's a cool shot seeing like seeing her in his eye, you know, seeing her in his pupil, the close up, and you're like, okay, because we got pupil close ups early in the yeah. movie. Yeah. And it's like it, it, and it, you know a whole full circle kind of thing but if they would have shown us that it would have taken it that extra mile yeah that midnight that mass mod, mile, right yeah of that saint mod mm-hmm. give us that like more than a fraction of a second of the actual self-immolation and like yeah just like uh, midnight mass just like that one last shot before you go dark right it's just her yes. kind of burning apart and then you go black and you star swipe and the movie, <laughs> right? Credits roll. At least you leave the uh, at least you leave the the viewer with a good image there, right? Yeah, like so on course speed scale, this is like a, a six, right? Yeah, I, I was thinking yeah, six like, point five. I, I gave it a six because my, of yeah. the of the actress. Uh, she fucking acted her ass off. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I, I want to see her in more stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I hope she does more horror because like we could use more talented horror actresses mm-hmm. who can really anchor a movie with just their emotions and yeah, performances agreed. right so but as a whole it's like yeah wait till it gets on vod you can check it out at home because like it's probably a lot more artsy than people then like you said going back full circle to the mm-hmm. beginning of this conversation it's it's a lot more big concepts than the viral marketing would lead you to believe yes you know it's agreed. it's not like people smiling than stabbing you or yeah. something you know yeah <laughs> that would be cool too man you know but yeah um folks uh this is a way for it it's gonna be on paramount probably within 30 days probably before october finishes you, you'll see it there for halloween uh right in time for there and um but yeah Again, folks, wait for this one on Paramount. Stay away from Monsters on Netflix unless you got nothing else to do. Unless um, you literally have nothing, nothing else, else going on. But, like, it, you know, nothing. we got some other things for you guys. If you guys want, you can go back to our archives. We have about 124 of these things for you guys. Better and use of your time, right? Way better use of your time. <laughs> and once again, folks, this has been The Morgue, an official Course Feed podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. With me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Big shout out to Del Virus for the artwork, for Glenn Morasky for the music. Big shout out to you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe. Rate us. We are on YouTube. You'll, you can catch us on Twitch, 
on uh, on Twitter Live, on Facebook Live, almost every Thursday at 4.20. And you can also catch Scary World on SoundCloud. You can catch our other series, The Crypt, which we go on and we comment on a, a whole watch along for you guys. This month is going to be a good one. So stay tuned for that one. And uh, once again, folks, um, remember, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it. <laughs>